So I think the best advice is like to hustle within limits. Like you have to set limits and boundaries for yourself. I think it's so important to be able to just like walk away, step away, like, you know, on a daily basis, not just work from when you wake up to when you go to sleep because you will burn out. Like you just will. This is Chris Reynolds and welcome to the Entrepreneur House podcast. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for six and seven figure entrepreneurs creating events and retreats all over the world. Picture yourself spending four weeks with other high level entrepreneurs in the northern mountains of Thailand this coming October and November 2017. It will be full of masterminds, workshops, advisors, like-minded entrepreneurs, and of course, some fun adventure. If you're ready to take your business to the next level with other successful entrepreneurs, be sure to Apply at theentrepreneurhouse.com. And now, on to today's episode. Have you ever used a platform that is bottom line insufficient? You try another and another and another, and they just don't have the features that you need to work well with your objective. Today's guest had that same experience with webinars and decided to create a webinar platform that was incredibly easy to use and better than anything he'd seen on the market. Wyatt Joswowski is the co-founder of Demio. Demio is a frictionless webinar platform that will have you up and going in 30 seconds. On the show today, Wyatt and I chat about the many platforms and software in the market today that are really just behind the times. We chat about the rapid growth of Demio in three years, how they handle and manage their remote team, and how Wyatt manages his own burnout. On a side note, Wyatt did mention that they weren't quite at seven figures yet, but the content was so good not to share. So we'll make a 101st episode just to make sure we get 100 for you guys. Without further ado, let's welcome Wyatt to the show. Listeners, we're welcoming Wyatt to the podcast today. How are you, my friend? Doing super well. How are you? Good. Now, I am recording from my balcony in in Barcelona, Spain. So if you guys hear some background noise, that's just the city commuting along and having fun. And since we're doing a focus on location independent entrepreneurs, I thought it would be cool to do it in the middle of the city instead of like stuck up in some office or something like that. (laughs) So, uh, and why you're in Tampa, right? Tampa, Florida. Yeah. Yeah. I also work remotely. I'm at home right now, but I just got back from the coffee shop. Do you travel much while you work or do you keep your home base in Tampa? And I kind of like having a home base, but I've been considering doing a little more traveling. You know, like right now things are a little hectic, but once I start clearing up, I think I'm going to try to work from some different spots. All right. Well, welcome to the podcast, Wyatt. We're so glad that you're here. We want to learn more about you. So we're going to give you the mic and just kind of let you take it away. Tell us your, your backstory and where it all started. For sure. Yeah. So I got started really young, uh, mostly with like iPhone apps and stuff like that. I kind of got into like the SEO space, like informational products around that kind of got into the whole world of product creators and marketers, uh, internet marketing and that kind of stuff. And eventually kind of fell in love with software. And the first softwares that we created or I created were, uh, not the best, you know, over time, over the past I would say four or five years have really learned kind of that that process. And, you know, now Demio, which is our, our webinar platform, which is kind of my main focus, mm-hmm. and um, in the other company, Drip Apps, which I own independently, is also a, a software company, but we, we have kind of an info-based membership uh, as well. Very cool. And tell us more about what Demio is. Yeah, so uh, Demio is a simple webinar platform that's built for marketing. So a few years ago, three to four years ago, just really frustrated with kind of all the webinar solutions that were out there. And actually, a lot of people were in the space just so frustrated with those that I decided, you know, really naively to kind of set out and uh, build one. 
you know, I wanted to create something that was just like simple, reliable, but also like allowed me to do everything I wanted to do without tying in a million third party tools. You know, it was, a, it was a really rough kind of start to the journey, but, you know, we're in a really good place now with a great product and a great team uh, that we've been able to build up over the years. So that's kind of where we're at with Demio. And uh, we've been able to find this just great niche in the webinar space. People that like are, have just been looking for a solution like Demio for so long have been frustrated with the other solutions. So just really grateful to kind of be in that position and have a product where we're at with the team that we have. We just feel like we're in such a good spot right now. What sets you guys apart from all those other webinar platforms that are out there? Yeah, so I would say the main reason that people switch is like simplicity and ease of use. Like a lot of our customers come from just being attendees on other Demio webinars, which is great because it, it just doesn't require that much marketing from us. The product kind of speaks for itself. Mm -hmm. And so we get people coming over like, wow, I was on a webinar. This was such a great experience. I want to use this instead of what I'm using right now. Uh, so people will switch for that reason, you know, just like simplicity, but also just like what's possible uh, with Demio. You know, there are certain things that tie in with integrations, certain like marketing automations that are just not possible with other platforms or they are possible, but you have to tie in like third party solutions. And why did you guys choose webinars? Were you having troubles with other webinars that you were trying to use and just got frustrated with it? Yeah, Definitely. Like everything from webinars crashing, just trying different products, not being happy with them. And then honestly, it was just being in like the space and being observant of, of everything that was kind of going on uh, during that time. And just a lot of people were talking about webinar solutions and always looking for one. And, and I just thought there was an opportunity there. And when did you guys start Demio? You know, initially got we got started uh, September like 2014. Okay, so you're about three years in now yeah. right oh cool exactly yeah and you guys hit seven figures pretty rapidly and i know you mentioned that your marketing kind of took off on its own because it was so simple to use was there anything else that you guys implemented that helped grow the business so quickly yeah and just to be fully transparent we're not at we're not quite at seven figures yet mm -hmm. uh in revenue we're in between i would say 40 and 50k mrr um we're growing at about like 20 percent month over month so we should should be there in the near future. You know, I would say like as far as starting out, we had a few different phases. So we started in a free beta phase, actually. And uh, we had about seven or eight hundred people using kind of the free beta. And that had a little bit of a viral aspect. People were sharing it, talking about it, using it since it was free. Uh, and it was great. It was a great period of time for us just to be able to learn about the product, learn about potential customers. And when we switched over then out of beta into the paid model, you know, we converted I would say about 40 or 50 of those people into customers. Uh, and on top of that, we did a little bit of a grand opening launch with discounted prices and got some affiliates to promote. And that led to kind of initial customer base, which was super helpful, just having that foundation to build upon. Since then, it's just been like grinding. Honestly, we have done, uh, between my partner and I, over over a thousand personal one-on-one -on -one demos. You know, we're, we're just constantly like getting inbound leads. So we're more focused on being able to convert those you know, constantly evolving the product, solving some of those objections that we face in demos, uh, which is just a great learning tool for us. We're not doing a ton of advertising. Uh, we're doing some content. And, you know, we have our customers that are mostly like going out there and, and referring other people word of mouth, I would say is our biggest driver of business. How big is your team now? All in all, we're about eight people. And is everybody digital or remote? 
Everyone is remote. We hire pretty much exclusively on like we work remotely, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Great site. And yeah, everyone works across the world, basically. I mean, we have people in the U.S., uh, but then also in like Europe, Jamaica, just kind of all spread out. Was it a, a challenge for you guys to build your team with the growth that you had and keep the balance in, in the production up at the same time? It's always a challenge. Yeah. I mean, we definitely face struggles just like everyone else faces. We you know, went through certain employees that weren't a good fit and burned through, I guess, a couple teams before we actually learned. We actually learned the hard way and realized that we need to hire people that are a good fit, not only like technically, but culturally and just, you know, going through that learning process. And so there was definitely like downtime or slow time um, where it was more of just like trying to put things together, like getting the right people. Had I like known what I know now from the beginning, I think we would have went slower to start and just been more thorough in those processes to make sure that we're just building the team with the right people from the start. Easier said than done, but we definitely could have done it better than we did. What are some tips that you would give the listeners as far as building that team and keeping it within your vision of your business and making sure you have the right people on the bus? So I would say first and foremost, it's clearly like understanding what you care about, like what your values are and not just having like these customer facing values, which are mostly just bullshit that you don't really care about, but actually understanding what you care about, like sitting down and, and really thinking about it, uh, because that stuff will come back to bite you if you don't understand what you're looking for, because then it just becomes like you just want to hire anybody that can do the job. You know, you're, you're always feeling this pressure like you want things to move quickly, like you just wanna hire someone, like you wanna get it out of the way. But what people don't realize is that that month or two months that you're taking there could be the difference of success and failure like over the next few years, like it really matters. So it, it's like fully understanding what you're looking for in the, in the people that you want on your team and just knowing what's important to you. And then it's basing those decisions off of those values like all the time, like whenever it's for a hiring decision, a work decision, a firing decision, like being able to pull the trigger on firing someone because of something according to your values. Like if they don't match up there, then you got to, as soon as you know, like you got to make the decision to, uh, to get rid of them because, you know, that's something that everyone struggles with, I think is like knowing deep down that it's the right move, but not wanting to, to make that move because of the time that they're going to have to go through to find someone else, you know, that that person's going to have to learn the process again, like all these negative things, but it's something you just have to suck it up and, and do, basically. We had Dan Schwartz on the show. Do you know Dan? Uh, no, I don't. So he was on the show, and he said something very similar. He said his first year of business, and this was his first business he'd ever been involved in, his first year, everything was controlled growth. And it kind of took me by surprise. It's kind of what you're mentioning, too, because controlled growth makes sense, but to people for people to logically think about that in year one is really surprising because most entrepreneurs are like no let's grow as much as possible as soon as possible let's earn as much right. money as we possibly can right right uh, but he very he thought through this and and so he has a software for real estate investors so he he created control growth and he says one of the best things that he did so it makes sense so on the topic why of platforms and software that's out there 
that sucks and needs to be filled, mm-hmm. like you filled the webinar space. We have a client that we're working with for creating t-shirts, t-shirt shop for them. And the platforms, I think, my personal opinion, I think the platforms out there are inefficient and they're not specific enough and, and they kind of suck. And so I'm right. curious if you're if there's anything anything else that you've seen out there that really should be filled that hasn't been filled yet for different areas of businesses that somebody could jump in and take advantage of? Mm, Yeah, that's an interesting question. First of all, I think that's such a good way to go about it. You know, just basically solving real problems that people have or frustrations that people have. Mm -hmm. Like I think so often people just kind of build what they want to build and there's no real demand for it, which sucks. You know, like people need to realize, first of all, that they're going to fall in love with the journey, the process of building it, the team that they build, the product that they build, the customers that they have. It's not necessarily exactly what you're doing that matters. But, you know, as far as like what can be filled, I, I think there's probably a million things. The first thing that comes to my mind is just like the self-serve affiliate platforms, just because we we went through that process with Demio and like tried out a ton of them and None of them seemed right, but so we ended up going one that we just kind of like. I'm sure I could think of a couple other ones as well. Well, PayPal is always a good one to mention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I take a political stance on that. I just don't want them to shut down my account. <laughs> <laughs> oh, PayPal, like, we love you, and you've changed the world. Thank yeah. you. PayPal, but you've got to upgrade. I mean, not the entire world is not on West Coast Pacific Standard Time from yeah. 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. I can't believe a billion-dollar business has crazy. Uh, Pacific Standard Time hours, and then they don't budge off that. It's, it blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, no, it is ridiculous. Yeah. Any but, company that takes like a week to respond to support requests, like yes. I just hate. Yeah. I have a deep hate for those companies. (laughs) Yeah. So entrepreneurs that are out, there's some opportunities there. Anybody that has bad customer service. Transfer-wise, they're creating borderless accounts. Have you heard of these? No, I haven't. Yeah. So they're creating borderless accounts that are basically, transfer-wise is awesome, by the way. I don't know if you ever used them, but uh, set up partially by Richard Branson, which makes a lot of sense. Mm, And um, creating borderless accounts that people all over the world can store their money in a transfer-wise account, no matter where you're from and what you're doing, and send it to countries all over the world for fairly inexpensive, which is brilliant, in my opinion. I think that's awesome. And actually, you just like that right there is another problem that I'm sure most remote companies face and like we face is like, well, how do we pay everyone in these different countries like everyone has different problems all the countries are different there's a bunch of fees and stuff mm-hmm. so yeah that's a huge problem in itself there's another company or slash person she's kind of on her own but has a small team uh, a girl named alexis shields she's doing really well with uh, creating like a healthcare system for remote employees so these companies mm-hmm. like yourself even companies that are bigger have remote employees that they're paying salaries and they're really great workers and they need some type of health care. Well, she's a naturopath and what she does is offer type of health care programs for companies that have remote employees. Now, you can't see her physically in person, but you can do one-on-ones with her. You can do blood work with her and this sort of thing to keep people healthy, keep your employees That's healthy. Awesome. Yeah, it's a really good one. 
Are you enjoying today's episode? I hope so. We're working hard to pick the minds of higher level entrepreneurs to bring you some applicable tactics for your business. October 26th through November 24th, we will have our most impactful event ever. Four weeks in the northern mountains of Thailand with other successful entrepreneurs that have six and seven figures in annual revenue in their businesses. The experience includes private accommodations, workshops, masterminds, advisors, high-speed Wi-Fi at a beautiful resort complex. And for our listeners, we have a special $400 early bird discount for only 10 people. Once they're filled, they're gone. So if you're ready to seriously take your business to the next level, contact us at theentrepreneurhouse.com. And now back to the show. Cool. So I, w- I wanted to mention too, Wyatt, like I really, I like your branding and I'm curious where you guys came up with the name um, Demio from. Yeah, uh, that's a good question. So basically I was on a plane. I remember like when I thought of the name, basically it just comes from the word demo or demonstration. Yeah. Um, so pretty, pretty simple there. Uh, and then w- what happened is I got, uh, I got back, like looked up the domain, you know, somebody owned it, but they were selling it. And so like, it was it was really it was a stupid decision, but uh, I ended up buying that domain for ten grand. So I just really wanted it. Like once I I came up with that name, like I was like, this is the name we got to have it. You just felt it, huh? Yeah. Very cool. And then your your branding and and everything set up like your your website's really set up very well. You know the color coordination and structure of it. it's just done really well. Did you do this yourself, or you and your partner, or did you guys have somebody else do it? Yeah, it's it's funny that you like you say that because, you know, like being inside of things, we're always like, uh, it needs to get better. Like we have this update coming for the website and you just kind of want it out and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you don't realize from other people's perspective that they they aren't worrying about those things. They don't know that stuff that's coming and all that. But, you know, the way it works is kind of David, my co-founder, he is um, he is more in charge of, of the business type operations and stuff like that. And I'm more focused on the product and any kind of like customer facing user experience re- related things. So like with the website, I work specifically with the designer on our team. And so like between the two of us, we're coming up with most of that stuff um, and then kind of passing it over to the development team. That's great, man. I like yeah. it. Any other tips, Wyatt, that you'd like to give the listeners? Well, um, yeah, I think there's some things that you know, we learned from from Demio that were just like so important as far as lessons go. One of those is patience, um, which I think is just so important. Like, you know, you cannot like you cannot rush things or, or force things like I think growing slow and going slow in general is just such like a, a blessing in disguise, basically. And like you really shouldn't take that for granted. I think being able to take the time to be thorough and uh, and and, you know, know or at least as much as you can know that you're making the right decisions as you go is like is really important and so now we're just trying to be much more thoughtful as we go along throughout demio and we're really focused on building a company that is just a great company to work at so you know when we think about like where the product's going what we're going to build in and that type of stuff we're not just thinking about what makes you know necessarily the best product or something like that we're also thinking like how is this going to affect us as a team? How is this going to affect us as a company one year from now, two years from now? Is this going to make our lives more stressful two years from now or less stressful? Like being in a live environment, especially with webinars, it's insane. Like it, it has really tested our patience over the time and, and, and our team as well and our sanity. Like it is incredibly hard. So um, we're so focused on just trying to build 
this company that can operate smoothly without stress, like be able to have people on our team that just love to come into work and, and work at flexible hours and want to stay around for a really long time and, and don't get burned out. You know, I think pretty much everyone on our team at some point has faced burnout, including me. And it was because we were in survival mode for such a long period of time. It's because we, you know, we put the cart in front of the horse. It's because we didn't think about things too far into the future. We were kind of just going on a day by day basis and partially because we had to because we we're in survival mode. But now that we're in this position, we're thinking about the future more and how we can make things less stressful. And I think that's just really important because it's such it's such a long game. Like it's a marathon. It's definitely not a sprint. And I think everyone needs to realize that. Yeah, I agree, man. What are, what would you recommend? Because, you know, we have a lot of entrepreneurs out there that they're in the, the, the hustle and the building stage. You know, they have good, solid businesses. And the thing about us entrepreneurs, we love to work, especially if we really love what we're doing and what we're growing. And it's easy, right. it's easy to burn out if you're balancing all these things. You're doing the jobs that you don't necessarily want to do, but you have to do. You're Absolutely. worried, yeah. You're worried about revenue. So, so going through that process and seeing your team go through that, what would you recommend helping other entrepreneurs to do to avoid that burnout stage? Such a good question. At some level, there's always going to be that stress. There's always going to be doing the stuff that you don't want to do. So I think the best advice is like to hustle within limits. Like you have to set limits and boundaries for yourself. I think it's so important to be able to just like walk away, step away, like, you know, on a daily basis, not just work from when you wake up to when you go to sleep because you will burn out. Like you just will. Like, and, and even if you can get the company to a certain point, you know, in a couple of years or something like that, like things are, if that's the way you've always been working, you'll continue to work that way. And it's just not sustainable. So I think you need to be able to hustle within limits. And I think you just need to be thoughtful about what you're doing. I think you need to be able to really hire smart people, you know, the right people for your team. I think that needs to be a big part of, of every company is just like, focusing on how to make people productive. And I think making people productive, a lot of times, what matters is they're off time just as much as they're on time. And so, you know, like vacations, being able to take time off, just doing everything that's in your power. Like it's your job if you're running the company to make things non-stressful, basically, to make things as calm as possible. Even even if it seems like things are, are hectic or you're about to die tomorrow, like it's your job to, uh, you know, make people on your team not feel that way. What are some ways that you personally apply that, the hustle within limits? So before early on, like it, it was like I had Slack on my phone. I was getting a million notifications <laughs> for every channel, like customer support, like answering stuff like on my phone. From the moment I go to you know go to sleep to when I wake up, not even being able to sleep because notifications are going off while I'm sleeping and stuff, that was just impossible. So now it's it's much more sustainable in the fact that I set dedicated work time. You know, I I, I log off at a certain point in the day, usually around five or six o'clock. Like I work out every day. Like I do personal things. Like I read a lot. You know, I studying Chinese right now. Like I'm just trying to do those things that. Uh, you know, I've taken time off. I just went on a vacation a, a couple weeks ago. So it's it's just doing stuff like that that makes you, at least for me, I just do so much better work than when I'm focused. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing is then setting aside productive time. So a lot of times when you're running a company, you're just totally reactive to what's going on. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then you never really get anything done. 
So sometimes you just have to set everything else aside and say, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to focus on this. And then you just get that stuff done uh, so much faster, but also just so much better quality. Yeah, I agree. I'm reading the book Essentialism right now. And I, Great book. yeah, it, there's a quote in there that just kind of hit me up upside of the head like a two by four. It, it said, if you think you can do it all, try saying no to the next opportunity and taking a nap. And I thought to myself, why would I do that? I was like, that seems so, and it seems actually really difficult for people like us because saying no is difficult in many ways, especially when it comes to our businesses. And just in the middle of the day, taking a nap is difficult too, right? When we have so much stuff going on, but it's really important. It's really valuable. It is, yeah. What's the future of webinars, Wyatt? Like, where do you think they're headed in the next five to 10 years? I think there will always be use cases that are similar to what we're experiencing now. Maybe I'm not the case of webinars, but like with demos and uh, just the kind of, you know, some of the use cases that our customers are using now, like walkthroughs, like, uh, you know, helping with onboarding and stuff for their products. But I think in general, like webinars will be more social, uh, similar to like kind of what we can see on like Facebook Live and Instagram Live and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's hard to say right now. We're really kind of taking it a day at a time. We think we we do think ahead. I don't know if we think five years ahead yet, although I'd like to be in that position. I just haven't had that much time to think about it, honestly. Well, any other tips you'd like to leave the listeners with before we sign off today, Wyatt? You know, I, I just think like the theme of this podcast, I guess, just you know, has been pretty consistent. And I think the most important thing that I would recommend for for anybody like starting a company or that currently already has one is just to put yourself in a position that you can see yourself in for the next five or 10 years. And if you can't, like you need to make a change now, basically. Wyatt, we have to give you a huge thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing your tips and your tricks and your wisdom with us. We really appreciate your time. Thank you so much, my friend. Yeah, no problem. It was great being on. Thanks for having me. Listeners, we're going to wrap up there. Thank you guys for tuning in once again, and we'll see you all on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for six and seven figure entrepreneurs. Imagine spending an extended period of time with other successful entrepreneurs working together and growing your business. Day to day, you interact with other driven and smart business people. Spending an extended period of time around them alters your business and your mentality around business. Goals are set, business grows, new partnerships develop, greater profit margins are achieved, the productivity skyrockets for attendees, and you get to have an incredible adventure while doing it. This year, our main event will be held in Chiang Mai, Thailand. It is four weeks from October 26th to November 24th and held for six and seven figure entrepreneurs only. It will be full of workshops, masterminds, advisors, co-working, and fun weekend social events. Be sure to check out the details at theentrepreneurhouse.com as soon as soon as possible. This event will fill up fast. For those of you that are interested and have some questions, be sure to contact us through theentrepreneurhouse.com forward slash contact. We will respond as soon as possible. For now, saludos from somewhere in the world.